What's going on, y'all? Welcome to season three, episode three of my podcast, All Smashed Together. Today, we'll be talking about being named after my deadbeat dad, my last name, and how it shaped me. Um, usually, when I talk about this, it's not really easy for me because I really do uh, have a love-hate relationship with my biological father, right? Um, just like most kids that grew up in the 80s and 90s, you know, having a strong father figure there wasn't wasn't really the status quo. And for that, I thought I grew up normal. Um, for that, I thought it was just something that happened, you know? Dads weren't around. I ran into multiple kids and families that never had their fathers around. And I was like, hey, you know, that, that's just, just something that happened during my generation. Now, here's a trickle effect to that, is that my father never left my town. Like... My father's still in the same town as me where I was born and raised. You know, he might have moved the town over, came back, you know, stuff like that. But uh, last year before I got my house, when I lived in my apartment building, I could look outside my window and see his apartment across the street from me. Literally across the street from me. And it's crazy to think that, you know, I could be so close to the man that helped bring me into this world. And yet there was no relation there. There's barely any relationship there. There never truly was a relationship there. And it hurts. And you know why it hurts? It hurts because, like, when it comes to people and life and the lessons that we learn, I I feel like I will always be for a forgiving person, you know? I, even though I'm upset with my biological father, even though he's not what a father should be, he's not what a man should be, he's not the type of person... That I want to model myself after. Um, I still don't wish him no bad. I don't wish him no harm. You know, it's just when I see him and I think of him, it makes me sad. It makes me sad not only because, you know, I'm the type of child that I feel like I could have had a great relationship with my father. I mean, I had a great relationship with my stepfather, you know, um, and I just feel like he's missing out on so much. But before we catch up to the now, let's just back it up a little bit. So I'm in the town that I've been born in all my life, you know. I was born with an older sister. My mom basically raised us on her own. Um, by the time I was old enough to have cognitive memory where I could remember things, my dad was basically already out the picture. I believe they say he stuck around till I was like three. And then he kind of just faded away, disappeared. Um, it wasn't that all that bad, you know. He was an abusive man towards my mother. My mom had to deal with a lot of abuse. And growing up, you know, he he was that he was that father that seemed like that he wanted to be around. You know, he 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 gave the bare minimal efforts to make it seem like I was worth it. You know, that me and my sister were worth it. And it's crazy because, like, I still remember I'm I'm about to be 36. You know, and I still sit there. Remember my mom feeding me oatmeal on the stairs with my little backpack ready to go for the weekend. Sitting there waiting for my dad to come because he said he's going to come get me and my sister this weekend. He's going to come get us so we can spend some time with him. So we can relax with him. So we can chill with him. And I remember all that. And I remember him never showing up. And, you know, there's so many memories of that same exact situation. So you're like, a lot of people in my generation say, oh, well, the woman made it hard. The woman wouldn't let me be a part of my child's life. The woman be this. The woman that. And it was the opposite. It was such the opposite 
when it came to my mom, you know? I, my mom would have us perked up, ready to go. Like, she would never stop us from seeing this man. And now that I'm older, I wish she kind of did. I wish she kind of did, because, like, that man wasn't worth the effort nor the time. And he never gave me or my sister the due diligence that we deserved for him pretending to be our father, you know? Like, I, I just, it's so vivid in my mind, you know, waiting for this man to show up. Waiting for this man to treat me like his son. Waiting for this man to show up to baseball games. Waiting for this man just to want to be a part of my life. Like, you brought me here. Like, why am I not good enough? And it, and it's so stressful and so, like, drives me mad because, you know, I run into a lot of people, well, at least you had a dad. I don't even know who mine is, you know? And I have a lot of people be like, oh, you know, at least you had a stepfather that was there to fill the role. And you know what's the worst part about this? Is him being in the same town, not only him being in the same town, but me being named after him. You know, like you had so much pride in bringing a boy into this world. That you gave him the same exact name as yours. Not only the same exact name as yours, but a different combination of my grandfather's name. A different combination of my uncle's name. Like, there's a, like, you instilled your name upon me and then left me to burn on my own. And that's so maddening. And it's so crazy that this person is in the same exact town as me. This person is around me. You know, this person, when I walk down the waterfront with my lady, we could walk right past him when he's where all the fishermen sit at on the thing because he likes to fish. And it's like, I don't know this man. I don't know him. And it's crazy because at first it was just my childhood, you know, the absentee father. That's never going to show up. And as I got older, you know, he had more children. Uh, just him alone, my mom. It's me and my sister, Ada, right? Then he had another kid, my brother, my younger brother, Brian. Fucking dope, and I love him to death. We don't have the relationship I wish we did, but he's dope. And then he had another child, my sister, Emily, from a different woman. So now he has four kids, three different people, right? Then we believe he has another one that's floating around there that he takes no responsibility of. But if you catch him on a good day, he'll admit it. He'll admit it. And then last but not least, I call my younger sister. Uh, we call her Kuki. Her name's Klaseli. She's from him again. And I call her Karma. Like, she's all the karma this man deserves for being a deadbeat father to the rest of us. And like, hold on. A deadbeat father means the deadbeat father's not there at all. You have to understand... I am 36 years old. Throughout the 36 years of my life, I have attempted to make a relationship with this man. I have attempted to show him why I'm good enough. I have attempted to involve him in his grandchildren's life. I got three boys now, right? And, like, it's crazy because when me and my lady were walking down the waterfront while she was pregnant, we ran into him. And, you know, this is the third grandchild of his. He's not going to really know. He is gonna, he's not going to know their favorite color. What grade they are, they're not going to be able to celebrate birthdays with him. They're not going to do anything like that. We're walking by, and, you know, my lady's showing. She has a baby bump. She's showing her bump, and we're walking past him. We see him. I was like, oh. I was like, there's my dad. She's like, huh? I was like, my father. She's like, oh. She just put on a face. But I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. We're going to continue to walk. We're going to continue to walk like it's nothing. So we continue to walk. 
And as I go past him, she sees her and he sees me. He's like, oh, another one. I was like, yeah, another boy. He's like, oh, that's good. And I was like, yeah, another grandchild you're not going to know. And continue to walk. Just continue. Acted like he was a stranger. Gave him that one response and kept going. And even though that response coming out of my mouth was so natural because I'm sarcastic, you don't know how much it hurt, you know? You don't understand what it is to see the man. The man that everyone thought you wanted to be. The man that you wanted to get approval from. And for him to be okay being non-existent in my life. And not only my life, but like when I had kids in my prior marriage, like I would reach out to him. I'm like, yo, I got grandkids. I mean, you got grandkids. I was like, they have your same last name. They're boys. They're going to carry this last name forever. It'd be awesome if they knew who their grandfather was. It'd be fantastic if they knew who their grandfather was, you know? And even then, after I pushed him a little bit, I was like, look, just come. Just show up. You can come visit. You can come do this. You can come do that. I probably got like two or three efforts out of him where he would show up with my sister, Caselli, or just randomly show up to try to say hi. And after the first, second time, it stopped non-existent all over again. And it just reminds me of this thing that I went through as a child trying to get this man's approval that I'm still here trying to invite this man back into my life. Still here giving him the opportunity to be a grandfather. Not only to one boy now, not only two boys, but now I have three beautiful boys that would never understand where they got their last name from. And the type of, like, man that was behind it. And, you know, for a long time I was mad. I was so mad. Like, I had so many stories of me and my biological father, right? Here's one. Here's just one. This is how great our relationship was when we had efforts applied, right? Um, so I went away to military school when I was 16 or whatever. And even then when I graduated military school, it was basically the equivalent of me getting a high school diploma. I reach out to this man and I invite him to my graduation. I reach out and grad, uh, invite him to my graduation and he showed up, you know, he showed up. It was awesome. It was cool. I had my mom there, my dad there. You know, it was, it was pretty dope, but I still, I still couldn't get the love from the father that I wanted. And yeah, I was blessed. I had a fantastic stepfather, you know. My stepfather wasn't always there, so I don't want to make him seem like he was this thing. But no, my stepfather showed me what love was, you know. And um, I was 16. I just graduated military school. I had my first cell phone. I was like, yeah, I got a phone. You know, I was working at the mall at KB Toys, RIP KB Toys. I was working at the mall at KB Toys. And I was like, you know, I got money. I have a younger brother, Brian. Me and my brother, Brian, aren't that close. I wish we were, but we're not, you know? And I was like, um, oh, yeah. Brian's like, oh, that's cool. Da, 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 da. I want a phone. And I look at my dad. I was like, oh, I can get him a phone. It's not that expensive. I can add him to my plan. I'll get him a phone. And, his, and he goes, no, I'm his father. If I said he doesn't get a phone, he doesn't get a phone. And let y'all know this, this was a family day. Like, he had me, my sister, my brother Brian. Like, this is the first time we've been together in so long. And, like, it felt so loving and felt so cool to be around my siblings because I never had the opportunity. And I was like, but why? It's my money. If I want to get my brother a phone, 
which let's just be honest he was basically a deadbeat dad to my brother too he was more involved in my brother's life but not to the extent a father should be yo i'm a father i'm here every day for my kids I don't, might not be able to see my kids every day, but I'm here every fucking day for my kids. Every moment, if they need me, they can call me. And they know that their father's going to pick up and answer that phone. I didn't have that with my dad. I didn't have that with my biological father, you know? So we were arguing about the cell phone or stuff or whatever. And we're washing his car. We're legit just cleaning out his car. Da, 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 da. He said, no, he's my child. If I don't want him to have a phone, he's not going to have a phone. And then... Me and this dude getting a brawl in the middle of the street because he felt like I was disrespecting his choices as a man. I'm 16 years old in heaven right now. Hey, yo, I got my brother with me. I got my sister with me. Even, even my brother RJ was there. Like I had my siblings with me. And to me, that was something special because that's not something that occurred all the time. That's not something that happened all the time. And you see this grown-ass man in the street, and all you see is him swing at me wasn't expecting it at all part of the reason why i have the mark on my nose that i have the man punched me in my face and broke my nose like you it was bad my sister's there trying to hit him to get him off of me and we're like brawling i was like yo this is what the father is like dog like this is what a father's supposed to be and it's crazy because after that our relationship basically died um something happened to his car that uh, he tried to blame on me and my friend said that we did to him in retaliation of him punching me in my face and making me gush blood in the middle of the road at his house. Um, and shortly after that, you know, I bounced basically. You know, I, I went to military school, blah, blah, blah. I came back. I worked for a little bit and then I ended up going to the army. Well, that situation actually happened before military school, I believe. Um, but that happened with us and I kind of ended our relationship and because we ended our relationship, my father spread news to the Pia family in Puerto Rico. No, that's where my last name is from. My last name is Hidal. A lot of people don't know how to say it in English. I say Jiru. I'm not shy to say my name is G-I-R-A-U. You Google me. I'm out there, you know, um, and you know. He spread he spread hate all through Puerto Rico, all through Puerto Rico. Like I I, I broke his car because I was on drugs and he and he didn't get any drug money to where like he was spreading so crazy rumors that we're even my grandmother in Puerto Rico, my grandfather in Puerto Rico didn't even want to have a relationship with me because of the rumors that my father was spreading around about me. They ignored us completely. Me, my sister, we were non-existent. Because if you're not in a Hispanic culture, if you're not from a Hispanic household, you know, um, older generations, the man is the man of the house. Doesn't matter if it's a father, older brother. You know, when I even now we go to Puerto Rico, his sisters chef up for him and make sure he's good and well taken care of. You know, and that's just how it was. So with him spreading those rumors and those lies about us. Like, they hated us. They hated me and my sister so badly off of something that we never did. And we got, we got, we got treated like outcasts. That's how we got treated, as outcasts by our own family, you know? And it's crazy because after, shortly after military school, I ended up joining the army. 
And around these streets, my dad's name is Chuso. They call him Chuso. Chuso, 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 Chuso. So when they would see me, people were like, oh, Chuso Jr., you're in the army. I'm like, yeah, that's not my name. You know, uh, that's not my name. Uh, like, yeah, your dad told us that you're in the army and you're serving your country. My who? He said, yeah, that he's so proud of you and he's part of the reasons of why you decided to do that. Da, 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 da. I was like, wait, what? My dad said to you, what? And it's not, it's not, it's not nothing that's crazy. It's not nothing that's a lie, you know, in my town. My town's not really that big. You know, the old men sit on Hall Ave and used to play dominoes. Or they'll sit in the waterfront and go fishing. You know, that's just what it seemed to happen. And my dad, my, my biological father was very much a part of those things. You know, he was very much in it. So, like, it's crazy that a man that had nothing, that didn't want anything to do with me, a man that didn't show up to raise me, a man that didn't show up to be my father, a man that would sit there and spread rumors about me, would sit there and highlight my achievements to complete strangers just so they could look at him differently. Like, oh yeah, he has a son that's in the army and a daughter that's a teacher and a son that's good at baseball and big in the community, which is my brother Brian. He was so nasty at baseball until he got hurt. And like... The fact that this man can take that and switch it to use it as ammo to make him look better was crazy. It was absolutely insane. Um, I don't really know how the ice with me, my sister, and Puerto Rico got squashed. You know, um, I have a whole bunch of aunts out there, and my grandmother and grandfather. I'm happy I got to see them while they were still alive, even though they died shortly after. But like, I hated my name. I hated it. I hated being a junior. I hated being named after this man. I, I hated the fact that every day I woke up and I hear my name, like, Victor, you know? And I'm like, you know, even when it's class, oh, Victor, Giroux. I'm like, <sighs> like, I hated it. I wanted to change it. And you know it's crazy? I wanted to change it to be a Ramirez, which is my family's name. You know, I wanted to change it to be a Santos, which is my stepdad's name. Like, I, I wanted to change who the fuck I was known as or what the fuck I was called because I was named after this person that would never amount to anything in my eyes, you know? It was this person that would never amount to anything to me. And I had to live in his shadow every fucking day just by a fucking name, you know? And it was so rough. It's so rough. I think it was so rough because he was here. I think it was so rough because he's in the same town as me. I think it's so rough because, like, yo, my family in Puerto Rico, yo, they're fucking amazing. They're fucking awesome. This Giroux last name that I have, if we cut my father, the, my father the fuck out of it, and I look at my aunts, and I look at my grandparents, and I look at the family, my cousins, that have the same last name as me, the cousins that come from this bloodline of mine. Like, they're so fucking fantastic. They're so fucking amazing. And yet... As a child, I didn't know better. I didn't want any part of it. I didn't want to be included into this name. I didn't want to be included into this family. I wanted to be known anything other than what I am now. And it's wild. It's absolutely wild thinking like that. And it took me a while. It took me a long time to grow and to understand what a man's supposed to be. The first time I had a real wake-up call is when my sister had my nephew, Jason, you know? Um, he was, 
That's the first wake up call I received in my life. Was my nephew. Like my sister was going to school full time and she was raising a kid and I was just trying to be there to help her, you know? And I realized like, yo, once you once you have a kid, once you have a child in your life, once you have something that's so fucking precious, you sit there and be like, yo, what the fuck did I do for you not to fucking love me? What the fuck did I do to not be good enough? He'd be like, yeah, you know, those are my kids and I'm going to fucking take care of them. You know what my Christmases were with him? I'll skip like three Christmases and then one Christmas he'll randomly pop up. And my mom being her, you know? Okay, yeah, he wants to take you guys shopping for Christmas. Yeah, and then we'll have a $50 limit each. So me and my sister could sit there and pick out a $50 gift. And that's supposed to make everything that's been absent, everything that he hasn't been a part of, everything that he missed magically just go away. Because he showed up and gave us money. Because he showed up and let us buy something. You know? And I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I got three boys, you know? And I love my three boys with all my heart. And they're my everything. And I see them. I see you. You ask my woman. You see me looking at my youngest. And I look at you. will just catch me. Like, he's so breathtaking. He's so handsome. He's so smiley. And he's so happy. I couldn't imagine just getting up one day and be like, you know what? I don't feel like being this role anymore of a father. I don't think I could ever sit there, get up, look at my kids. I'm like, you're not my responsibility anymore. I'm out. Like, how does someone do that? And you know who gets left with the torture? You know who gets left with the pain? Me. Because all I do was chase Chasing to get this man's approval. Chasing to get this man's love, you know? And I never, I don't got it. To, this day, I still don't have it. This day, I still don't have it. Like, I honestly don't have it to this day. And what's crazy is I, I had my kid. Like, I'm not going to send him no pictures. I'm not going to get him involved anyway. He's not going to know who the fuck my son is. Because he doesn't deserve it. And then we're sitting there and my lady's taking six-month-old pictures of my kid. My kid's sitting there looking handsome. I'm like, oh. I was like, yo, let me just send him one. Let me just send him one picture so he knows what his grandchild looks like, you know? So he knows, like, that there's another heat out out here. There's someone that carries his last name, someone that carries his generational, and, like, you're never going to know who the fuck he is. It's so rageful because, like, legit, I could take a five-minute drive and be in it, be at his house. Legit, a five-minute drive and I could be there. And there's no effort. There's no time. There's no consideration. There's nothing. It's like I don't exist. But my accomplishments, when he hears them from my other family members, it's like they're his. It's like, oh, yeah, I heard my son's coaching baseball. Yeah. My son's an army vet. He served in Iraq. He'll go around and rant to me to everyone else except me about my accomplishments. When he made me seem like I was this terrible fucking kid that couldn't be loved. And it goes crazy and it drives me crazy because I know. I know that I am the man I am today. For the lack of love that I did get from my father. The biological father I have. Not my stepdad. My stepdad showed me what love was. But 
hate to say as much as my stepdad showed me what love was my biological father showed me everything that I would never want to be in my life no I, I i have kids and you know it's easy to after a divorce and stuff kind of be a lackadaisic parent and that, that's not instilled in me i refuse for my kids to feel anything that i have ever felt by the hands of this man i refuse for my kids to sit there and be like damn i don't think i'm enough why does my father not love me you know i'll never sit there and think about abandoning them when they need them i don't i don't get it and if you have kids and if you're a good parent if you're a good father you sit there and you be like yo how can someone do this to children you know to someone that has no mental capacity of understanding why they're being treated the way they are but they're being treated that way but when he needed us he was a fantastic parent um i told you about my siblings i have one called emily she's the second youngest girl um it's my sister emily then cookie um and he needed to go to court and he had to go to family therapy and let me tell you she is probably he was going to court fighting her mom so he had to go to family therapy to prove that he can have custody of his daughter and for like a month to three weeks he was a father to us and only if my sister me and my sister go back and recognize how much of a facade that was how much he was just using us to make up the mistakes he did with us with another child and he still fucked that up and he still messed it up like his mind boggling is baffling and it's it i sit here and i think about it and i just like so many emotions as a man as a grown man there's so many emotions in my heart like that kid in me is still screaming love me you know that kid in me is still screaming for approval You know, a lot of people say that they didn't have their dad and stuff like that. I, at some point, I wish I did it, you know? And it was more torturous than not having a father. Having a father that's there but pretends like you don't exist. That's fucking rough. And it's not like this man moved to New York or to fucking Alaska so he can go fishing like he wants to or any of that shit. He's legit down the fucking road. Like I see, I see him drive past me all the time in his fucking blue pickup truck. And there's so many words that I want to say to one individual, and I can't. And even if I say the words, would they fucking matter? I don't think they would, to be honest. I don't think they would. And now, as a man, as an adult. I see my kids and I love them so much, you know? I love my kids with all my heart. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I just don't understand why me and my sister and my brother Brian and my sister Emily weren't enough. You know, my younger sister, Claselli Cookie, he chases after her. That's why I call her karma. Like, she gives him all the karma back from all the fucked up shit that he's done to us. She's the, I don't want you dating girls because... I need all your attention. She's the, you're not going to do that because I told you you're not going to do that. And he listens. And he listens. And it's crazy that I know this because I've never even really seen their relationship like that. But I call her karma because uh, she's all the karma he ever deserved, you know? And even in the middle of this podcast ranting to y'all, like, I don't hate him. 
Like, I wish I could hate him. I wish I could say I hate him. But I don't. He's my father. I just hate the absence. I hate the lack of responsibility. You know, even at one point when I was my previous marriage, when I was married, he does landscaping. He's big on landscaping. That's his side gig, you know? That's what he does. He does landscaping. That's... I had a house, I had a gigantic ass backyard. And to even fix our relationship, I was like, hey, I got this big backyard. I can't really do it by myself. You think you can stop by and help me out? He'd be like, I'll, yeah, 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 I'll show up this weekend. Never show up. Hey, Dad, you know, I'm going to have a barbecue here. Da, da, da. You think you'd come and help us out and help me out? He's like, yeah, I'll come. This man was knocking out houses a day, like three or four houses a day. He was knocking out, mowing their lawn, doing this, doing that. And just to come help me, just to spend some time with me, fucking sit down and have a drink with me, sit down and experience my life with me, sit down and be the backyard with both your grandkids, because I had I had Dash and Bash at this time, and we still I was still like pulling teeth out of grown man's mouth to just be around me, no matter what excuse I used. Like no matter what I do, in this life, because I'm pretty sure I'm done trying. There's like. Nothing was good enough to let him know that he's my father. I'm his son. I'm named after him. I walk through these streets every single day being named after this man. And all I want him to do, I don't even care if he loves me anymore. I just wanted him to be a grandfather. I wanted him to be, you know, my mom went through that stage that maybe she wasn't so nice to us as we were kids. But as my mom matured as a person as she experienced life, my my mom became what a grandma's supposed to be. Like my mom is the shit. Like she is awesome at being a grandparent. And I guess in my mind they click, you know, maybe as he gets older, maybe as he gets closer to death, maybe as he realizes his life isn't what it what he wanted it to be or it should have been, that maybe there'll be a button that clicks there and turns on and says, Hey, you know, I have these kids here. I have these grandchildren here. You know, my brother Brian has two. I have three. My sister Ali got one. Emily and Cookie don't got any yet. So, you know, like he has grandchildren. It's not just one or two. He has grandchildren. And a lot of us are never going to understand or know or see this man, you know? And, like, when I talked about my last name in this podcast, it's because I'm a Hidal, you know? I'm a Jeru, I'm 100% Boricua, you know? And my family in Puerto Rico, like, my father's, my biological father's siblings are so fucking awesome. Like, my aunts, my aunt Lourdes and my aunt Kahneman, like, 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 I wish I was able to grow up with their love. You know, I wish I was able to grow up with them around me more. Because then maybe I would have felt so unloved by their brother, you know? Like, I go to Puerto Rico with my family. Like, my aunt has food made. The whole family shows up to her place. My aunt Lourdes is showing me around, you know? And those are relationships that I would have never had with the way that my father was talking about me, the way that my father was throwing my name out there. And it was them. It was the women in the family. The women in that Hidal family that made me proud of my last name. My cousins, you know, having that Hidal last name just... Being a part of them, knowing that my blood runs through their blood, and you know, that that feeling made me change the way I felt about myself. 
you know it was i came home from iraq in 2007 i think i went to puerto rico in probably 2008 2009 uh abuelo was fucking almost bedridden like he couldn't really get up and my grandma god bless her soul um was so loving to me like they welcomed me in my into their house they gave me and my friends a place to stay you know i got to lay down on the bed with my grandfather my grandmother not knowing it'd be the last time i'll ever see them again in my life and like you know there's so much culture behind it so much love behind it that scene seeing my family made me rethink the whole last name you no know, i'm named after my, my my biological father it's rough it's been rough my whole life i told you i wanted to change it i wanted to be like i wanted to be like my stepdad i wanted to be a santos you know i was like yeah i'm a santos ah. and it just never ever happened and i'm happy it didn't happen because after the military after coming back home and having a chance to have this relationship as an adult as an adult having a relationship with my aunts my cousins and my family in puerto rico like i'm proud as fuck to be a hito you know i'm proud as fuck to be called Jeru because there's so much more to it than this one fucking toxic man that doesn't know how to be a fucking man there's so much more to it and like my biggest thank you is really to him you know i'm not sure if he'll ever hear this and not like he really understands english that well and his spanish is pretty you know but victor Jeru dear biological father of mine, the person I'm named after, the persons of whose nutsack I came out of. I want to thank you for showing me what I should never fucking be like. For showing me the pain of having an absent father so I can make sure that my kids would never fucking go through that. For showing me and making me feel like I'm not good enough so I can make sure that I uplift my children. Raise the bar on them. Tell them that they're handsome every day. Tell them that I love them every time I speak to them. Make sure that I hug them when I see them. You know, now thinking in this mindset, when I see my kids now, they're getting a little bit older, their own personalities and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like my 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 oldest is more into himself. You know, he's not too emotional. And my and my middle child is a bubble. He's like my sister. He just love, love, love. Give me hugs. I love you. And no matter how they treat me, at the end of the day, I'm gonna show them how much I love them. I'm going to show them how much they mean to me. Because I know what it is going to bed at night wondering why your daddy don't love you, you know? I was a badass kid, you know? I was so fucking bad that I didn't think any of my parents loved me. All I really had was my sister and my stepdad. It wasn't until I was like in my 16s that I confirmed in my head that my mom loved me, you know? My mom's always been a great provider, you know? She's always made sure I had food on the table, clothes on my back. But when it came to love, I didn't know I was loved. And my dad was a big reason of that. Because I didn't understand as a child, how can a man just walk away from a kid? How can a man just give up his parental rights and be like, you know what? You don't exist, even though you're mine. And then when they feel like it, when it's necessary, be like, oh yeah, that's my kid. So now sitting here as an adult, I'm so happy I didn't change my last name, you know? I still do have to walk around as a junior, and I'll probably never do that to my kids, 
But even if I did, even if I have another boy, the fourth boy, and I said, yeah, you're going to be the third. At least I know when that child grows up, he's going to grow up. And he's going to know what a man's supposed to be, what a father's supposed to be, what love is supposed to be. And that's my biggest takeaway from my dad. That's the biggest takeaway from my biological father. That he showed me everything that I would never want to be. He showed me that, you know, that I can't, I can't imagine. It breaks my heart thinking about my kids waiting for me, you know? It breaks my heart thinking that my kids would ever be there. But like, yeah, well, you know, dad doesn't really ever show up. But let's get ready just in case he does this one time. He showed me exactly how to be a dad by not by not being a father. One hundred and ten percent showed me everything of how to be a father by him not being a father. Because it's that broken kid that still cries for his daddy sometimes. It's something I would never want my kids to experience. It's something I would never want them to go through. And as long as I'm on this God green earth, it's something they're never gonna have to experience. And if they ever do experience my absence, it's because I'm no longer here. And I hope they get to think about me the same way I think about my stepfather. You know? It's just rough. It's just rough. And I think about it. I've been thinking about doing this podcast since I started doing podcasts. But I wasn't sure if I could fester up the courage or the words or the necessity of the things that need to be said. Because I feel like no matter what I say, I'm still not going to be loved by the person that I seek love from. And you know what's crazy through all this? Through all this craziness? That I still think I would probably give him a chance, you know? I would give him a chance to be a grandfather. Maybe not a chance to be a dad. But I think I would still give him a chance to be a grandfather. I think I would still give him a chance to experience his grandchildren. I think I still give them a chance to, you know, play that role because my kids would, my kids have no understanding of how bad or evil this man was or the fact that he used to abuse my mom. He broke my nose fucking when I got my ears pierced and called and got tattoos. He told me I wasn't his child no more because it's something that they didn't do in Hispanic culture growing up. When I first got my ears pierced, walked around calling me gay. That's not what a father is. It's really not. And I had to get this conversation the other day with someone about, you know, this new generation and how it's growing up with, you know, transgender and all that stuff. And I see commercials where they promote it and it's Pride Month. I love y'all. As long as y'all love me, I love y'all, you know? But even then, like, if my kid loves who he loves, regardless of who they are, I'll accept it. It's not about my happiness. It's not about me being happy. I live my life. I have my happiness. I got my kids. I got my woman. I got my house. I got my car. I got. I have my happiness. So never can I imagine the, like making my child seem less important because of who they love. You know. So that's basically it, y'all. I just needed a vent. Needed a rant. It's been on my mind for so long. There's been so much crazy shit that happened between us. From him breaking my nose to me going to therapy for him so he could get custody of one child and still leave that child fucking down, you know? And the only thing that I wish I could fix on that end was my relationship with my siblings. Because of him being such a shitty dad, I didn't get to experience my younger brother, you know? 
If anything, I was jealous of him. I'm not shy to admit it. He didn't have the great relationship with my biological father, but he had a relationship, you know? And that's something I never had. But for a while there, I was jealous of my brother, my younger brother. But now, as life goes on, as life's, life's you know, trials and tribulations, and I see myself grow, it's crazy. I have to always go back to this non-existent man. This man that carries the title of being a father and has no problem telling people about her our grand feats and achievements in life, but yet still nowhere near being a father. And to me, it's crazy that I would still give him a chance, even saying it out loud to you right now in the podcast. Knowing that I would still give him a chance makes me feel like an idiot. But we're human, we're supposed to learn, we're supposed to grow. And that's what I try to do, and it just doesn't seem to make a difference. Whatever, I'm better off, right? At least that's what I tell myself. Um, you know, I thank him for helping me become the man I am by not being the man I needed. As simple as that. All my family with the same last name, the same blood running through their veins, my Hidal, my Ramirez, my Santos, I love you guys and thank you for being a part of my life. And I don't want anyone to ever think different. I'm proud to wear this last name. I'm proud to be a Hidal. I'm proud to have my family in Puerto Rico and all my cousins, all my siblings, and my, you know, I'm proud. And I'm going to try to love them as best as I can. But I know for a fact, for a fact, for a fact, I'm better dad without you. I appreciate all y'all. I love y'all faces. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is uh, All Smashed Together. Season 3, Episode 3. Being named after my deadbeat dad, my last name, and how it shaped me. And if any of you guys are experiencing the same things I've gone through life, try not to let it hold you down. Because the moment you let it hold hold you down, they're winning. They're winning at every failure they ever let you, let go by without them being there for you. They're winning at every achievement they never showed up for. Don't let them win. You're your own person. You make your own life, and your legacy. Your last name, whatever you leave behind, for yours for you to shape. So no matter what negative aspect you have in your life that didn't seem fair compared to everyone else, I hope you take that and use it as fuel to make you a better person. Because this world needs a whole bunch of better people, especially in this world that we're growing up in. So thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Smash, and no, peace.